This is a Clark University podcast. I, I shop, so, you know, I go out. And recently I've been paying attention to prices as well. I would say that we will probably continue to suffer until the end of this year, but things will probably get better as we head into hopefully 2023. It's kind of hard to predict. That's Edward Wemmy, an economics professor at Clark University. Like other consumers across the country, Wemmy is keeping a close eye on his budget. As Americans grapple with inflation, the Fed has raised the interest rate a slight amount and fears of a recession linger. So we can speak based on, just like we always say in economics, you know, based on what we know today. The short term to medium term are going to be quite hard in terms of our wallet. So we're going to continue to feel the pain in terms of food prices, in terms of energy prices. Assuming that things get better, you know, in terms of the war and in terms of COVID, then of course, you know, the Fed is going to be able to rein in inflation. Some of those supply disruptions will disappear, energy prices will come down, and, uh, you know, it will be reflected in terms of food prices and everything that we see. You know. As economists, we always want to claim that we know the answers to everything, but we don't. I always tell my students, if I had a glass to be able to tell the future, I would be a millionaire. I'm Melissa Hansen, a producer in Clark's communications office, and this is Challenge Change. Wages are growing, so that's a good thing. Um, and most of the jobs have been recovered as well. Uh, I think about 20 million jobs were lost. I think 14 million, if I'm not mistaken. 14 to 16 million have been recovered already. The economy is kind of getting back to where it was prior to the COVID shock. I mean, I feel like we need more data in order to actually gauge what is happening. I do understand that in the beginning, most economists and even the Fed thought that this was going to be a temporary phenomenon, but it's been lasting for a while. America is heading toward an economy that resembles pre-pandemic times, but even then, things were not perfect. We kind of had recovered from the 2008 crisis. I wouldn't say that the economy was running at full capacity, like the engine was running smoothly. But yeah, the pandemic was a big shock. You know, as usual, when there is a shock, a negative shock to the economy, you would assume that normal economic activity is going to be disrupted. You know, firms are not going to be able to produce, we're not going to be able to consume. I mean, we just didn't know what to expect, but we knew that it would be, it would be severe. I mean, I'm not a historian, but I think it would be good to look at, in terms of history, how COVID compares to the other disasters that have happened in the history of the United States. Things could have been worse. So are we on the way to a recession now? It's a question on the minds of people across the country. Not likely, yeah. It is not likely that we might have a recession. Or even if we have a recession, it's not going to be very severe. Uh, the reason why people are saying it is because they're probably comparing it to what happened in the 1980s. It is kind of hard to project that we're going to have a recession just because the Fed is increasing interest rate. That happened in the 1970s, early 1980s, when Paul Volcker was trying to fight inflation. But the situations are not comparable, in my opinion. Wemmy thinks comparing the present situation to the economics of the 1980s is like comparing apples and oranges. Well, they're not comparable because interest rate now were pretty low, uh, pretty low compared to what they were back in the 1980s. And then inflation was not even the same. It was probably in double digits. We haven't seen uh, those levels in the past 40 years. Wages were kind of stagnant. They're not stagnant today. So it is quite unlikely 
that you know such measures that were put in place in the 1980s to fight inflation would be put in place uh, today. And also the conditions were different if you compare it to what happened in the 1970s. Like from an historical point of view, you know we're just coming from you know uh, the Vietnam War, so there was kind of like lose money. And I would say the economy was in a pretty shaky situation to begin with. I mean, sure, we are in a shaky situation, but kind of different. Wemi explains why the Fed raises the interest rate and what that means for consumers. The Fed has uh, a dual mandate, so price stability and uh, maximum to full unemployment. So the Fed would typically they would increase the interest rate when the rate of inflation, when inflation is increasing and this is exactly what they did. What does it mean for consumer? Well, credit is not going to be cheap. You know, money is just not gonna be cheap. If you wanna borrow money to, to buy a car, if you wanna borrow money to, to buy a house, any kind of borrowing that you're going to do is going to be affected. Regardless of what they do, uh, it is going to increase uh, the rate at which we are borrowing money. So from a consumer perspective, that's uh, how we definitely going to feel it. Like if you think about what happened in the 1980s when interest rates were pretty high, uh, I don't. I, I recall uh, reading a piece where uh, home builders sent two by four wooden planks to the Fed to complain about how they were hurting their businesses. Yeah, it, it makes it very hard. It, it just makes it very hard for for firms to borrow. You know, for home builders to borrow. Uh, you know, even to build houses. Of course, the effects are felt hardest by people with a lower income. Could the Biden administration do more to help? Wemi supports the extension of the student loan repayment pause. That's a great policy. I mean, now in terms of erasing it completely, that's a different debate. You know, some people are suggesting other things. Uh, maybe they should erase it for low-income families instead of people who make certain, but uh, I don't know, it's kind of hard to to know the effect that it will have, um, but if they were, if they're thinking about just uh, erasing it, I think they should erase it for everyone. It will benefit, even if you come from uh, a certain level of income that is higher than the low level of income. You may use this money. You can save it towards buying a house. You know, you can save it towards getting married. You can save it toward other projects. You know that you couldn't be doing. You know because of. Uh, the fact that you have to pay this loan. So yeah, the Biden administration, that was a great decision. That was a great uh, decision to, to extend it, you know, at least until we have more information on the path that inflation is taking. Through the rest of the year, a few things will dictate what happens with the economy and inflation rates. The war in Ukraine will make an impact. So would another widespread COVID variant. I would say the next few months will be telling. The war in Ukraine and Russia is pretty much what I, at least I'm keeping an eye on to see what would happen. To learn more about economics at Clark, visit clarku.edu economics. Challenge Change is produced by Melissa Hansen and Andrew Hart for Clark University. Find other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. One, two, three. Clark! <laughs>